Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Welcome back to the Smarty Podcast. I'm Cheryl Perry with Jen Plim, and we have Dr. Josh Martin, a pediatrician with Atrium Health Levine Children's Charlotte Pediatric Clinic. Let me give you a little bit of a background on Dr. Martin. He was born and raised in Matthews, North Carolina. He completed his medical education in California, where he spent 10 years until coming home to Charlotte just recently. Dr. Martin enjoys all aspects of pediatric care, but especially enjoys working with newborns and their families, which is great considering the topic today. Outside of work, Dr. Martin spends as much time as possible out of doors, including rock climbing and mountaineering. We're talking the littles with Dr. Martin today, preschoolers, and all the things, all the lovely things that come with preschoolers. So um, let's just dive right in. We, Jen and I kind of talked about some of the hot topics mm-hmm. with issues with preschoolers. Right. Um, and we, I, I know I have one of these. I don't know if you do. Uh, a picky eater. Picky yes. eater. It started right. Yeah. It's start, yeah, like rice cereal one of mine yeah. wouldn't eat. And who doesn't eat rice cereal? Yeah. Um, so... Why do you think some are some kids are picky eaters and others will eat anything? That is a really good question. And I think um, just to start, we're talking about kids who are probably like two and a little bit older, like mm-hmm. between two and four. Taking a 20,000-foot view before we run back into that, um, from the ages zero to two, babies are born, and there's always someone there to care for them, right? When they cry, someone shows up, changes their diaper, gives them something to eat, rocks them back to sleep. And so when they turn to and you start expecting them to do things for themselves or try new things, it's very confusing to them because they feel like they've always been the boss. And the fact that someone would come in and try to, like, run stuff in a way that they didn't want, that's where you get a lot of the clash. That's interesting. I think that's happening with my teenagers, Um, too, actually. And that's because it's another another shift entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, So with respect to picky eating, that's a really good question, Cheryl. And it it happens that, you know, every kid's a snowflake. And... There are some things that we can do to control our kids' willingness to try to do things and and some things that may go against us. I actually start talking about solid foods in the form of purees at around four months, which is a little bit earlier than the AAP recommends. But as it happens, I think that we've had some really good success turning our kids' taste buds more towards veggies and, and away from carbs. Right? Oh, interesting. Um, some kids have a higher tolerance for adventure, and it turns out that toddlers – because they control so little in their world, where they can really express themselves is what's going in my body, what am I going to eat, where am I going to poop, and when am I going to go to sleep, right? So it turns out yeah. that um, a lot of the times this turns into a place where they can show control over their lives. And we can talk about the rest yeah. of that a little bit later. Yeah. I do feel like mine, that my my one who was a picky baby who, you know, my pediatrician was like, do not give her fruit ever. And she she still prefers mm-hmm. fruit, yeah. and she doesn't like milk, and there's no milk allergy. Mm-hmm. It was like she was very spe- – it, it wasn't like she wouldn't eat food, but she was very specific and is still mm-hmm. extremely specific. She won't eat pizza, which mm-hmm. is good. It's a good thing, but hard as a teenager because that's the number one thing right. served to, yeah. to, right. to them. But. Do you think there's any genetic – 
correlation. Absolutely. I think that genetics dictate part of it for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that we handle the challenges early on, the environment also is a a big player. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think, how many times do you think you should place a new food? I know that's kind of a hot, a a common question. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I would, my, my number that I talk about with parents is around a dozen. Right. And I would be willing to try any more. I would be willing to try more than that. You can never tell. Yeah. So when um, when a child won't eat anything, when do you get a specialist? Like, do you, you know, texture worries or. Right. For sure. Um, As it happens with with the thousands and thousands of kids that, that we've seen at the clinic. I have only witnessed one 15 month old who was so picky that it turned into he he actually got himself in the hospital because he refused to eat and wow. every other kid managed to come around. Wow, and, that's interesting. And get himself I feel like that it, was right? probably my friend's kid because yeah. I know one person. Yeah. That. That's funny. Um, a lot of parents will say like the texture thing is a big driver when they're like ten months and they're trying different solid foods and they'll kind of you know just push it right back out. If that's the case, don't push that particular vegetable. You move on to something else. If there's one message I can get across is that this is the relationship between parent and child and food should not be a combative one. If you find right. that they don't like something, great, right? If they love it, awesome. If they don't love it, equally awesome. Just move on to something else. Or just reintroduce and reintroduce it, it, later. Reintroduce it and then if it's later. Been a dozen times, right. then, then maybe you can set that on. one down. Yeah. If you find that your child is magically capable of getting a whole bowl full of pasta down, but then retches out every single vegetable you put in, then it's probably not a texture issue. It's probably a taste issue. Right. And as strange enough as this sounds, when you're talking about like a 15-month-old or a two-year-old, they're very aware of what you want them to eat. Mm-hmm. And they, like, it's not that they're bad people, but by 15 months old. They sound horrible. Are, yeah. <laughs> 15 really month hard. olds are master manipulators. They're like boss. Yeah. Right? So you can find very quickly that you went from having a wonderful six month old who just loved everything about life right. and wanted to meet everyone to like a 15 month old or a two year old who's running the house really quickly. Yeah. And we can, I think you had some questions about like discipline a little yeah. bit later on. We can, we can talk about, cause it turns out again, that food discipline tantrums, all of this stuff is interrelated. Oh yeah. Oh, that moves us in good. too. Yeah. So we want to talk about biting really quick though. Yes. And that can yes. that into ties into this. Yeah. yeah. So when do you think you should be concerned if your preschooler is just biting as a phase or if it's really an aggression thing? Right. Um, I would I would always think of biting as a problem, right? Yeah. It's natural and to be expected and a problem. So it's not something that I would like sit on, but it's and it's not something I would overact about either, if that makes sense. It there's, does. there's a sweet mm-hmm. spot about how to think about it. Um, again, coming from a developmental perspective, a, a two-year-old has done a lot of exploring in life, and he's gotten to the point where he's, you know, turning the dials and pushing the buttons and trying to figure out how to operate his world. And his knowledge of the world exceeds his grasp. He wants to be able to do things, and he wants to be able to communicate himself, and he just can't do it yet. So there's that conflict between what he wants to do and what he's capable of doing, and that's where the aggression comes from, and biting is a direct downstream effect of that. Are right? boys more likely to be biters than girls? Absolutely. Because but they're more aggressive. I, I think naturally they're just more aggressive for whatever yeah. reason. I never had a biter. I didn't either. Yeah. And they never got bit. And they never, yeah, mine never got bit either. We went to the same preschool. Oh, we did. Yeah. We had very happy, yeah, non-biting children. Um, so to answer your question a little bit more directly, biting is never okay, mm-hmm. right? Again, it's, it's something that we expect, but it's never okay. And when a, pa- when a parent sees that, there needs to be a very specific, repetitive way that you handle it. 
and, and we can as... we can talk about that now if you prefer. Yeah. Um, immediately separating the children, right? If the child is between 15 months and two years of age, two years of age, you say we absolutely don't bite, and you're going to go over here. And if you need to have, you know, if you need to continue your tantrum, you go ahead and do that. And then you are, and it's not delivered with aggression. It's not delivered with anger. It's a very cool, dispassionate. We absolutely do not bite in this house or wherever you happen to be. And then you're going to go over there and think about it. And then we're going to very demonstratively attend to the child who got bitten, right? What if it's at preschool and you get, that's the, the worst. worst. Right, that's the worst. Sure. Then, you're, then you're marked, your child is marked. Right. How do you handle that? Um, first thing, again, to remember is it's very common. I mean, it takes a lot, I think, for your kid to get kicked out of preschool because most kids are going to bite at some point. Right. Um, it's when you're talking about a kid who's two, three years of age, it's very, it's basically impossible to discipline after the fact, right? So you're going to have to take the opportunity when they bite in the house to give that same type of aggression or Mm, that same type of point to them. Um, I also need to make the point, you don't bite them back to show them how it feels, right? Right. Uh, Oh gosh, I can't imagine doing that. Corporal punishment, never. Right. Right. That's, that's super important. When they get older, you say you can you can extend your reasoning a little bit with a three year old and say we don't bite because it hurts people and it hurts people's feelings, right? That's good. Um, ideally, people in your preschool should have some sort of pre because this is just such a common thing. They should have a, a way to deal with it that mimics very much what we just talked about. Yeah, and I'm sure right. they would have communicated that with the parent in orientation. Right. Absolutely. Discipline strategies. It's something to ask about for sure. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of leads us into tantrums while we're talking about discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, what age do you typically start to see tantrums? And then how do when when does it end? Yeah, right. It's like a right. long window. <laughs> like twenty five. Yeah, right. I've still got right. some going on. Um, you can see again. Uh, once more, back to developmentally, a, a six month old loves the world. A nine month old starts to get an idea of who he is and where his place in, is in the world, specifically with respect to mom. And then a 15-month-old is really capable of pushing buttons, and that's when you start to see the meltdowns. I think that's the earliest is 15 months. They really start to hit stride at around two years of age. Mine happened on an air on a flight. Like oh, I, yeah. I went to Florida with my oldest. She was my in my 16-month-old, mm-hmm. and she was the most beautiful, fun-loving. And then we got on the flight home, and she started throwing yeah. objects all down. It was horrible. Right. It was, I was like, I couldn't even, I didn't even know what to do because I was, we were confined to. But, yeah. but, the but then her, you know, her tantruming started and ended in like, like has it? maybe mm-hmm. not. No, yeah. <laughs> no it was, it was um, after, you know, then we had a couple more children. So the tantrum, hers was probably extended because of lots of children. And right. you, you don't think about it as much because you've got the other stuff going yeah. on with the kids. What are some right. ways to avoid tantrums? Um, excellent question. By far, um, making sure that your child is well fed and well rested and that he has room to explore. Um, if you have a house where you have a bunch of very delicate, fragile things hanging around and your child is hearing the word no all day long, you can expect him to be frustrated, right? right. So we talk about a regular schedule, regular naps, regular snacks, and having a place where he can have his toys, he can have access to them. And he can, within this particular space, he can do what he wants, right? And I think that will cut off a lot of the, the roadblocks that he runs into and gets frustrated with. 
Do your tantrums, like, you know, we both have four children, and I had three out of the four had tantrums. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, like, by an individual basis? Because they were all raised in the same environment, and I had two really good ones and two one who never had any and mm-hmm. one who was, eh, you know, so is yeah. that... I, I, yeah, I think of it as every baby's a snowflake, right? There's a certain, I call it activation energy, right? Some kids have a super low activation energy where they will, like, it doesn't take very much to set them off. And that was the kid who had difficulty sleeping when she, he or she was four months of age. Yeah. Um, some kids want to rule the world with an iron fist by the time they're two. And yes. those are the ones who run into struggles. And again, that's very much innate. And I think it probably has a lot to do with what's going on in the house, whether they have siblings or not at that birth time. Birth order, com- maybe. Yeah, birth mm-hmm. order. Um, if they're competing for a lot of attention, I think that that very much shapes what type of uh, expectation they have for other people's attention. That makes sense. Do you have any, um, like, a, a golden rule for discipline for preschoolers? I do. Um, discipline is very difficult for kids who are under two to understand. Um, so I don't really t- – the timeout is, again, the big one. Um, going back to something we talked about before, the idea that you are the authority figure, you're not like solely a caregiver, you're someone who, to whom this child needs to pay attention and follow, that starts around two. And so when he gets in trouble and he needs to spend some time in time out, the rule is at two, it's one minute for every age, for every year they're old, right? So two two years is two two minutes. And you're like, whatever the issue is, biting, throwing, kicking. We don't do that in this house. It hurts other people. And I'm going to give you two minutes in this corner to think about it. What if timeout doesn't work? Like I have one of my four that timeout was a joke. And then the others, it was like the most perfect form of discipline ever. Right. Right. I guess I would go back and say, are there any particular things that it's happening around? Is timeout happening where you know, it's accompanied by a lot of inadvertent attention. Is it happening in a place where there happens to be oodles of toys? So this is like the greatest thing ever. Do you think that like what's leading up to the timeout is uh, an action that's drawing a lot of attention from parents so that they think, hey, timeout's getting me what I want and you don't realize that. Yeah, it seemed Um, to happen more in public places. So maybe it was they had control. She had control. Kids are incredibly adept at understanding, like, when like she knew I wasn't gonna. Stuff. Like a, yeah. your your daughter who lost her, you know, lost her temper on a plane for the first time. That's the know? same one. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise public there. Public places tend to be. <laughs> She's the oldest too. Because yeah. parents, you know, are are concerned about what other parents are going to think about them. Right. It reminds me of a story when I I went out to a, a pretty nice restaurant where I was not expecting toddlers to be, and you know, we're having a nice dinner. Parents next to me, toddler, going nuts. Food's going everywhere, and parents just sitting there going on having their conversation. And, you know, the patron in me was a little upset that they were not getting to the point with their kid. But the provider in me was very happy with them. That they they weren't giving that child the power. Exactly. That's so funny. That's awesome. Game plan, sticking to it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it ruined your dinner. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was um, our pleasure. Little reminder, Smarty, reminder about cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Get your vaccines. Absolutely. Get your flu vaccine as soon as you can. Uh, cold and flu vaccine is very much upon us. We've already seen a couple of cases. So uh, please come in. We'll make it very easy. Great. Thank you. Um, if you're looking for more health content or inspiring patient stories, you can follow Levine Children's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at Levine Children's. You can always hang with CSP at charlottesmartypants.com. 
at Charlotte Smarty Pants on Instagram and Facebook and at Charlotte Smarty on Twitter. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. <laughs>